the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, whatever's on your heart, you need only to call us, 210-340-9585, if you're outside the local San Antonio area. You can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can uh, email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send them that way. But today, I'm sure you want to call. So if you're in your car, use the free KSLR mobile app hit the call now banner at the top of the screen and you'll be connected directly to paula who is here today because this is thursday this is her show paula welcome to the program thank you very much what's up i mean we've been hanging all all day but i know what's up is you know yesterday well may 31st was our 27th birthday as a church and uh, i was just thinking we're on day two of year 28. Unreal. We were kind of young when we got here, huh? I know. I keep telling people in the church, I said, I was a young, vibrant man when I came here. Look what you've done to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just a little bit older, vibrant man. Well. <laughs> and praise the Lord for what he's done. Hey, I walked by a mirror the other day and thought it was my dad there. So oh, I said, yeah. what, what's, what's happened to me? <laughs> It just happened so quickly. Oh, I know, I know. But I was just thinking about longevity. You know, man, some of the people that started here with us. I mean, we have some people that started here with us, not at this location, who didn't even like us, who weren't even saved, who talked like and lived like <laughs> they weren't even saved. And, and now 27 years later, you know, just being consistent in loving the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, and the confused. I mean, that's what it's been for 25 years. We just added the fearful and angry in the last two years with COVID. Um, but just now, I, I was writing some notes for I don't know whatever reason, and then we had the birthday, and so maybe some of this will um, be apropos. Um, but just thinking about starting at the apartment complex, you know. And a couple of the ladies who worked in the in the office there were not the friendliest, you know. And one lady in particular, I won't say her name because she might, she might still be living and I didn't get permission to talk, talk about her, talk bad about her. <laughs> when you talk good about people, they don't care. But um, she was not very nice and, and uh, I worked for their company and yet they weren't paying me. And we were behind in our rent, and I was like, I'm still doing the work, and you're still not paying me. Why are you giving me a hard time? 
Well, anyway, she says to me, well, maybe this is God's way of telling you that it's time for you all to move. I'm, I'm like, no, this is me telling you, pay me. <laughs> I'm still working. If you, if you want your rent, pay me. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, to just rejoice in the Lord because pretty soon all the money that we, we needed just appeared. I mean, they were able to to say, okay, you're right. We haven't been paying you, you know, and, and we got paid. But anyway, I was just thinking, man, that Romans 8.28 scripture, we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him called according to his purpose. Well, as I've been thinking about our lives, God is really involved in all the little details because when, if, if we'll let him be, he is for sure. Because mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember uh, money would come in, mostly from California, you know, because we still didn't, we still don't ask people for money. And we didn't, even when we were really poor, it was like, let me just ask them one time, babe, you know, but you still haven't let me do that. But the money came in, and I remember going to the apartment manager and saying, God said, and here's the last of it. Yeah, you know there was there was a, a a day before that that you're talking before we got to that point. But uh, I, you know, it's hard to explain without sounding like we're whining, and you, have, you know, we're not whining about something that happened 27 years ago. But but things were so hard. Um, we had to sell the truck that we came here just to keep things going. Somebody gave us a car. Mm-hmm. We had to sell it mm-hmm. just to keep the church going. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I mean, things were so hard. We we literally had no money. And there were many, many, many days where we had no food. And it was just one of those things where you're just, just depending entirely on the Lord. And um, there, there was a moment when this apartment manager came to us and said, well, if you, there was a, an eviction notice on our door. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, well, if you don't pay, I know, I, know, I know we owe Paula some money, but those are different corporations. She's a contractor and mm-hmm. all of that. So, but, but if you don't pay, then, then you're going to have to go. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, well you know, we, 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 we can't be uh, I mean, if we, we not paying. We've got to go. You know, we don't want to give her a hard time. We're right. Mm-hmm. We're representing Jesus here. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, um, Paula, we had like uh, six bucks left. And you and I took a walk from our apartment complex actually right to the location where we are yep. right now. Yep. Um, we didn't know anything about that then. And uh, there was Chinese food restaurant here in the parking lot. And there was enough money to buy one uh, serving mm-hmm. of chicken fried, fried rice. rice that's right and so that's what we did and we sat on a step mm-hmm. on the other side of the parking lot yeah. and ate it and i told uh, I, I, I was talking to him, i said well you know uh, if they want us out then we just gotta we gotta go yeah we, we can't give them a hard time we can't do anything about it mm-hmm. and uh he said uh, or or uh, as the lord was speaking to our heart uh he was saying to us um, um just just go back home we we ate. We went back home. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, you were you were doing pretty well. But at some point uh, in the conversation, uh, you kind of ran out of faith. Your mm-hmm. faith meter went, and, and you started crying and, yeah. and falling apart. Mm-hmm. So we just walked back home, and we decided, you know, even if we're going to be homeless tomorrow, we're we're gonna we're gonna praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we got back home, opened the door, and the now this is old school. I don't oh, know what yeah. to call him. Where we had a telephone answering machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, nobody knew we were here, so we didn't get phone calls. But in this particular case, it was blinking. Mm-hmm. And it was this apartment manager. Uh, and she said, well, well, I know I told you you had to be out, but uh, I don't really want you to leave. So um, we'll work something out. you got another couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And for us, two weeks was like two years. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was yeah. like a reprieve. And we were mm-hmm. dancing around yeah. praising God the Lord. God is good. God is good. Yeah. God is good. I remember. And, and, that was my, um, my song. You know, those were just the kinds of things that God did on a daily basis in those early days. We, we, uh, we saw the hand of God move virtually every single day. Yeah. Uh, whether it was to provide something small, there was a day when a $10 bill uh, blew up at my feet. I'm standing in a, a parking, empty parking lot, mm-hmm. and a $10 bill just blew up right at my feet <laughs> and stopped. And and so we went and got some bologna and some bread with that ten bucks and, and chicken noodle soup. Chicken noodle soup. Yep. 
and uh, and it was like, okay, we we got it, we're here, you know, one of those mountaintop experiences, mm-hmm. soon to be followed by a valley <laughs> of despair moment. But but that's what it's been like, and the Lord has prepared us every step of the way for every day of these twenty seven years. He has prepared us uh, for where we're going today. And it's an amazing thing. You know, this might be a good opportunity for you to talk about your Sweet Summer Devotions coming up because you call it the OG list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we had several um, inquiries like, what was it like at the beginning? And, and so, you know, quite a few of the ladies have been here the whole time. So, you know, maybe they could speak one time. And I was thinking, well, we could just have a, a panel, maybe a night of a panel of us and just you know, ask a bunch of questions and we'll do the answering and stuff like that. And then it was all of a sudden, it was like the Lord said, no, let them do Sweet Summer Devotion. And we could still have a panel maybe at the last the last uh, day and people could still ask questions because we have sort of kind of have that anyway. So we got the, the OGs, except that I'm going to explain because I looked up, I said, where did OG come from? It's a rap thing, you know. And so we don't want to go there. Original gangsters. It's an acceptable colloquialism mm-hmm. now. So. But it really actually means um, the officer of the guard. And for me, it's going to be the old girls. <laughs> the old girls. The old girls. Well, you know, we have a unique uh, <laughs> um, blessing uh, here at Calvary Chapel uh, because we have a whole bunch of people been here with us for more than 25 years. Yeah. And they've stayed the whole time. Yeah. And and yet we've got this bevy of new people coming every single time mm-hmm. the doors are open, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a good mix. Yeah, it's that's a, a really good, good mix. mix. I was just thinking, and I, I was. Oh, well, before you do that, what what is the uh, w- when do the sweet summer devotion start? Oh, yes, that's a good good reminder. So on June sixth, which is Monday, um, we'll have the first one. And this year, um, the theme is "I chose you" from uh, John. No, yeah, John. Chapter 15, verse 16, where he said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so he's chosen us. And and for the OGs, we had some fruit that has lasted. And so <laughs> we get to explain who, how, why, what, where. But see, you're not all old girls. No, no, no. I am the original, the original older old girl. <laughs> and then we have a couple of original old girls. We got a BG, a baby girl, though she was born here. Mm-hmm. So she's been here as long as a lot of other people in our church. We have a NOG, a new old girl. And we have some OGs. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. OGNs, they're old girls now. Because when, <laughs> when we got here, they were the young ones. And they've been here with us for this whole time. One of them is Vanessa. Um, so she's an old girl now, you know. Yeah, she used to be a baby, but... Mm-mm. Now she's a grandma. Now she's a grandma, yeah. She wasn't saved, pushed me, told me, what do you have to be so happy about? I'm going to heaven and I don't deserve it. And I told her I'm going to love you no matter what. You can't, you can't hurt me. You can't hurt my feelings, you know. I'm going to love you. And to think, now she has a son who... Graduated from the academy. He's a teacher in our school, and now he's a pastor. <laughs> what? So I'm just the, what the I Lord remember, can I remember, do. I remember when you took Vanessa with you to um, uh, you were speaking at a conference in, Idaho. in Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. and uh, you took Vanessa and you you did a blow up picture of her before picture. Uh, her driver's license picture where she looks like death. Yeah. I mean, death eyes and yep. everything. And then you had the picture right after she got saved. Yes. It was like life came in. Yes. And you use that as a prop. Yes. I started to bring that, but it wouldn't do any good. This this day would have been kind of cool, you know, to be on TV. Because I would have been able to show pictures and <laughs> stuff like that. But I, I, I have that. And so I'm going to bring that the night that she's teaching so people can see. When the Holy Spirit comes in, he just, he lights you up. He, and he, then he says, you know, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Well, that's what's been happening. Um, and so many people have come and been here for a very long time. I have another picture, and I couldn't find it. But on March 10th, 19, we came here in 1995. So 1996, March 10th was our very first women's Bible study. 
and quite a few of those ladies are still here. Just an amazing thing what God has done and continues to do. It's just crazy good. Mary is another person. She's not going to be one of the speakers, but she was 16, and now she's <laughs> but she's been with us the whole time, too. She and Vanessa are the first two employees of the Academy. Unreal. Yeah. And she's just faithful, faithful, faithful. Sandra, Vanessa's sister, she's not a speaker this year either, but her mom is. Um, but Sandra, you know, she would come because she had to come. Yeah. Her mom made her come. Her kids were in the, you know, coming to church, and she knew this was a good thing. But for nine years, faithfully serving, and every time we'd have a pancake breakfast or something, because she used to work at a, a fast food place, and their place would provide food and the, the pancakes. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the whole thing every single time, and she would be there up early, faithfully serving, not saved. Going right back into her old sinful lifestyle. And yet the love of God and the patience of God through the people of God here um, won her over. Amazing. Nine years it took her. Uh-huh. Nine mm-hmm. years she gave her heart to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And um, um, <laughs> no, she's, she's actually married to one of my pastors. She's married to one of the pastors. Yeah. She became a grandma last night. Again. Again. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, you start thinking about stuff and just to see God's hand, just be patient. Wait, I got a great plan. You have no idea what I have in store because, you know, he sees everything. And to think if you give up on people too quickly, what you might miss. So, it, it, it I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in awe. Can you tell? Well, some, something I mentioned last night in the Bible study, God never gives up on us. And and he he just faithfully chases these people, and we've been able to watch um, impossible transformations in people's lives, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just an amazing thing. And I think Paula, it's good for us a lot of times if, for you and for me, but but for everybody individually to to remember those times of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. Uh, remember the things that He's done. You've seen His hand move in and through your life. Um, because, um, you know, there's there's those mountaintop experiences. But I also mentioned the Bible said last night, they're, they're often followed by those trips into the valley of despair. Mm-hmm. And and we need to remember that God is faithful mm-hmm. in, in those times. Yeah. I love how um, last night the worship team sang that song, He'll Do It Again. You know, it was cute before church last night because you had heard them rehearsing and then I, I showed up and you said can you guys sing that song again and they don't want to rehearse it again because people are coming to the church so they came into the office here and and sang it that was one of the sweetest few moments of of, of our, my life I mean yeah. to have them come in and they sang it to me though, though as they were worshiping I'm, I'm sitting here behind the door mm-hmm. getting ready for the Bible study mm-hmm. and it's not time for church yet so there's just a few people around uh-huh. And um, 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 so they, they started, they were, I, said, I said to Pastor Elaine, I said, hey, please sing that song again. And I said, just now the Lord is speaking to my heart, so mm-hmm. just please sing it again. Mm-hmm. And so the three of them came in here, yeah. and just with the guitar, they, they did the, the, that song. And uh, I can't tell you what a gift from God that was for me last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Poor baby, because when you start crying, your nose starts running, and you yeah. can't you can't talk. <laughs> well, but it was really cute because there's a line in that song: "You made a way where there was no way." And see, I was talking about there's so many things that are coming to my head. You know, when we um, when we bought the 142 Bolero house, you know, the lady says, "Of course, you said take a check," and I was like. Take a check for what? <laughs> we don't have any money in the county. It would take us to jail. But anyway, it worked out. But she said, um, they agreed to the terms in, in 60 days, you know, a big number for us, a big $7,500 in 60 days. And I was like, well, let me just go in the restroom here and just scream out, Lord, this man you gave me because I know he's going to say yes, you know. And it's like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. But 
And then she called back and said, 45 days. Whoo, you need to talk to him. I got to go in the restroom and scream out again. And then she called back and said, 30 days. Oh, my goodness. And yet, when we walked in that house, well, I walked in. You just looked in. You knew that was our home. I just took two steps in. The Lord spoke to my heart. Mm-hmm. Said, this is home. Yeah. And, and I said, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't have time in the Bible study yeah. to get ready for. Uh, oh. I really didn't have time. So uh, we'll take it. And she said, well, you don't even know how much it is. I said, um, it was clear that there were Christians mm-hmm. that, that were living there. Mm-hmm. And um, there'd been a divorce or something. No, and, no. Oh, I think so. Uh, uh, somebody, their spouses had died, and then a divorce. Okay. You're right. And and um, uh, I just said, we'll find out what they need to get out of it. You yeah. know, I don't want it, want it to cost them any money to mm-hmm. sell it to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it was so long ago, I can remember this number, $7,197. That <laughs> was the price of the house. And uh, I just said, we'll take it. And um, that was the quickest house deal that lady had ever done. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's take a break, Paula. we got Matthew holding on line one from Cibolo. Matthew, thanks for calling. Do you have good news for us? Hi, uh, Pastor Ron, Mama Paula. Hi, baby. I got Michelle here. We're actually on the way to the hospital. Uh, we're going to get induced oh. at 2 p.m. today. Yeah. Okay. So I know you're ready, huh? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally ready. I'm, we're so excited. So, if y'all can, Man, we weren't uh, talking about you being uh, ready, Matthew. We were talking to Michelle. Uh, yeah, well, I'm ready. Too. Michelle's ready. Yeah, we're both ready. Uh, Michelle's a little bit more ready than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we love y'all. We just want to ask to keep us in prayers. Um, and we'll hopefully see y'all uh, sometime, maybe, hopefully Sunday, or now, probably next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, M- Michelle. Just just so you know, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you probably heard, but uh, you know, you and Vicky have been racing to have your baby. Um, um, uh, Esther Jade was born last night on June first, so uh, these babies are going to grow up together just just like you planned it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, but okay. But thank you. I'll get off the air. Just want to say we love you all. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear Lord, we pray for a safe baby, a healthy mom, and and everything going well. And we mm-hmm. thank you for getting him to the end of this last Sunday, uh, Paula, when I was talking <laughs> to both of them, uh, both her and Vicky, mm-hmm. uh, It was like, we are so ready. Yeah. And we had a seat for him near an exit in case their water broke <laughs> right there in the in the service. I keep but, telling them, do some jumping jacks. That'll work. That'll do it. And they're yeah. like, uh, no. <laughs> well, Matthew, I appreciate the update. I knew uh, she was going to be induced today. Uh, I, I, I assumed that it already had happened. So six o'clock, they're going to, okay. they're going to induce her. And we pray that all goes well. Yeah. Paula, we are now inside four minutes, a little over three and a half minutes yeah. to go yeah. for this half of the program. Why don't you just kind of close out the program? The first half. The first half. Yeah. Well, see, that's another thing about longevity. Cause some pastors, they're only in a church, maybe two years and they move on 27 years, Pastor Ron. And we are family. People have to make sure they call us up to say, you know, pray, we're getting ready to add another another child to Calvary Chapel San Antonio. We're going to put them on the list for the academy as soon as we can. <laughs> Lord, we need space. The, the, the waiting list for the academy is getting so long. Yeah. But Mama Paula Pop and Pop or Papa Ron, yeah, that's uh, an amazing thing, too, because I remember when you were in Bible college. Oh, why am I crying about this? Um, when you were in Bible college, you were asked to do a, a youth thing, and we went there, and, and in the middle of that, the Lord says, I will restore all that the locust has stolen, um, and you'll have more kids than you can shake a stick at, basically. And so, look at this. Now I'm like, I'm not just Mama Paula, I'm Grandma Paula, and in some cases, I'm Great Grandma Paula, because some of the people have been here so long that... Um, their kids have grown up, gotten married, and now those kids have kids. And so, like Vicky and Tyler. Whew. Good job, Pastor Ron. Thanks for hanging in there, buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, one of the things, and, and I hope this makes sense to people in the audience, Paula, but when God calls you to do something, it's not like you have a choice to quit. 
Now we have the will. We can we can will ourselves to do what we want. Mm-hmm. But but God makes it really clear when He calls you to do something um, as a servant, you're His until He releases you. <laughs> and and so the idea, no matter how difficult it was, no matter how many um, um, painful things that we've been through, there was never even a moment where I thought I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. It's too hard. Mm-hmm. People don't appreciate it. There's never a moment because I realized that that, that wasn't my choice. I, 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 if I call him Lord and if I'm sincere about that, mm-hmm. then I can't say, well, you, I'm all, you, you're only my Lord if things are going well because that means he's not my Lord at all. So we never had a moment to quit. And if if people don't get anything else from this radio program today... It's, you, you've got to understand that you're not your own. You're, you've been paid for. And when Jesus calls you to do something, when he sends you to do something, it's not like just because things are tough or they didn't turn out the way you expected, you can quit. You can't. And for 27 years, he has been faithful. And we get now to reap the blessings mm-hmm. of that. So, mm-hmm. hey, we've got 30 minutes left in our date day show, 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand on for life. The date day show will be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585. Paula, before we get back into something else, we've got Jimmy holding on line one from San Antonio. Jimmy, long time no hear from you. Thanks for calling. You are on the air. Well, thank you, sir. How are y'all doing? We're, We're doing, doing really good. well. Okay. Um, my wife. Oh, yeah. My wife's back from Jerusalem. Oh yes, I was wondering. Yeah, she she she, she enjoyed it. She went everywhere, Jericho and all that place, and boom, uh, mm. and she rode a camel. And, oh really? Mm. Was, yeah. So uh, she saw the the river. No, the the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. She prays. She got touched by the Holy Spirit there. Praise uh, the Lord. Yes. Tell her I'm jealous. Um, but, but I'd love to hear from her. If one day she wants to call in and share a little bit, I'd, I'd love to hear from her. Oh, I have a bunch of pictures. Hey, but I, this is my real question. I have a friend that I was like, you know, I don't know, this conversation came up and he apparently he's an evangelist and, and then he said that that Demons can possess Christians. And I said, no, they can't because we're covered by the blood of Jesus. He said, now the devil can try to tempt us because you know, the devil tried to tempt Jesus in, in the wilderness, but Jesus fought him with scripture. And then the devil fleed after you know, the third time. So I said, no, that, that's not, you know... Because I know the devil tried to tempt me, but no, I, you know, like we have the Holy Spirit who protects us and guides us and, and warns us not to fall into that sin. But, or, or you know, but I said, no, there's no such thing. I don't think so. I told him, I don't know. Because I said, I'm going to do my research and I'm going to ask some pastors and I'm going to do. So I did some research and I said, and then in Ephesians six eleven says, you know, put, put on the armor of God on so you can protect yourself from the machines of the devil. So the only way these Christians, they might not really be born again, or they're lukewarm, or they have, they invited the devil to come into their lives because they got in, they encountered with things that of the world, like uh, they went back to uh, they went back to fornication, adultery, or they they opened windows for the devil to come in as far as uh, messing around with witchcraft and you know um, playing with Ouija boards and listen to fortune tellers that's the only way the devil feel that they'll the devil can come back into their lives but i told him like this no 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 christian i've cast out demons out of christians i said well maybe they're not really truly christians maybe they're just saying they're christians yeah and, and jimmy um, you're, you're let me just say 
Yeah, let me say at the beginning, you're right. Christians cannot be possessed by the devil. Uh, Paul writes, what do darkness and light have in common? What do Christ and Belial have in common? And the answer there to those questions is nothing. Um, God will not share us with the enemy. And um, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. So we've got all of those promises from the Lord. Now, what this is, is, is some very sloppy, false teaching that is prevalent at a lot of um, out-of-control charismatic churches. Um, uh, you know, it, it gives the people an opportunity to blame their sin on something other than themselves. Um, but but Christians cannot be demon-possessed. Now, Satan can oppress us. He can uh, uh, lie and scream and, and tempt us, all those things. But as you indicated, we get the power that raised Christ from the dead living in us. So we don't have to give in to that temptation. We can, can, can overcome it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. But, um, no, this is, this is a, a pernicious teaching. It's uh, caused a lot of pain to a lot of people. Um, and the power of suggestion, especially with carnal Christians, and, and believe me, every church, and I say this without qualification, every church where this doctrine is taught, they have deliverance ministries and got demons of cancer and demons of lust and demons of cigarettes and demons of you name it. There's a demon for it. Uh, every single church uh, where that is taught uh, are churches that are out of control and the power of suggestion is such that you have people who end up acting out based on the power of those suggestions, and it's just nonsense. Um, I've dealt with this for 27 years here. People saying, but this pastor says, and this book says, it doesn't matter. There's only one book that matters, and that's the Word of God. And if you are a true born-again Christian, you cannot be possessed nor controlled by a demon. Uh, you can give in, your flesh can give in to sin. But you cannot be controlled by a demon. The devil's real. The devil is powerful. But his power is nothing compared to the power of the one who created him. So, Jimmy, you're right. Uh, hold your guns. And uh, this guy is neither an evangelist uh, nor is he a Bible teacher. Um, he's a false teacher. And people are getting hurt in mm -hmm. churches like that. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, good to hear from you again. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. And tell your wife that we're happy that she got to go and had a great, great time. Yeah. Yeah. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. if you have something. Paula, one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was, um, you know, we talked in the first half about people that have been with us for, for almost the whole 27 years that mm -hmm. we've been here. Mm -hmm. And we have such a large number of those. Mm -hmm. Um um, but now we're experiencing something that is um, difficult to explain. We're, we're, we've got so many new people coming every single time we have the doors open yeah. on a Sunday. Um, um, dozens and dozens of new people yeah. that are coming. And then, then we've got so many coming from California who are fleeing California. I hope and pray that they'll leave their politics with them. Mm -hmm. But they're they're coming from California and they're settling in Texas. We just went to a funeral in Florida and we noticed the same thing there. There are a lot of people introducing, oh yeah, we just moved here from California. Uh, California is losing people left and right. And um, they're coming to, to, uh, to Texas primarily, but also to Florida. Um, and uh, it, it's sort of changing the landscape of our church because, uh, you know, it's, you just hear the same stories over and over and over. Uh, yeah, we came from, I met, I met somebody who, who grew up just a, a couple of blocks away from the car dealership I used to own in Ontario, California mm -hmm. this past mm -hmm. uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And, and so you're talking to people and you know where they're from and you can talk about the streets. Oh, I lived right there mm -hmm. and there was this restaurant there. Um, but people are, are just coming in waves and um, it keeps you busy because you're the one that's going around to everybody saying, tell me your name, tell me your name. That's right, and taking pictures. In fact, um, I wrote down 22 names of people that I had never seen before this Sunday. And and then I was talking with <clears throat> Pastor Kim before I came into the studio. He said, well, did you meet Chris and his wife? I was like, I do not have a Chris on my paper. <laughs> so, no, I didn't even get to get to everybody, but that's how – Many people every Sunday, and if I went back 
the week before because I try to write them in my, my little book. So maybe next time when they show up, I'll remember their names. And, and that's that's pretty faithful. Uh, the Lord has helped me with that. But, yeah, they're coming from everywhere, from this Calvary Chapel or that Calvary Chapel, or um, they know somebody who recommended this church. Um, we've been praying for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, confused, fearful, and the angry. And they're they're running from California. I don't know if it's because of the taxes and it's too crowded and it's expensive, or they're running from you know, <laughs> from and to out here to get away from whatever. But here they are. Yeah, I'll say it straight out. California needs to repent. Yeah, they they need to be from the governor on down. They need to be repenting in sackcloth and ashes, figuratively speaking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because God is judging. This nation, God is judging California in particular. Uh, tragedy after tragedy, terror after terror. Um, um, the, the, right now, they're in the worst drought they've ever seen. Um, I know what Elijah would say to him. <laughs> Elijah would would stand up in Sacramento and say, "Repent." Yeah. Um, but um, you know, uh, the, if there were ever a time for a prophet. And that's not going to happen until the Great Tribulation. Mm-hmm. But if there were ever time for a prophet, that would be now. Because we need to communicate that this nation is under the judgment of God. Um, not the wrath of God. This isn't the Great Tribulation. Mm-hmm. But we've kicked God out of everything. We've turned away from him. We've embraced the, the worst types of sexual Immorality. We can no longer decide what a man or a woman is. The most basic question of of humans created in the image of God, and and there are people who are aware of that, and they're just saying we can't take it here anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 costs a fortune to live there. Um, as expensive as gas is everywhere, it's way more expensive there. Um, we're coming up on another fire season uh, in in Southern California mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah. Um, Did you tell me there's a drought? The, the worst, worst drought uh, in, in, in California's history. Mm. And they're taking draconian um, um, drought measures, water restriction measures. Uh, and, and you know, somebody needs to say, well, wait a minute. How about we look to Jesus? Now, I know there's a lot of wonderful men and women of God in California who get this. But it's the leaders. We get the government we deserve. And uh, the people that are coming here from California, are, are, are just, they want to breathe a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean that in a figurative sense, mm-hmm. they want to come. One of the problems we have, of course, is uh, all these people want their children to be in our school. Yeah. Um, and we don't have space. We hope God's taking care of that, but, but we don't have space. And um, uh, our school, if we just had the space not the money, not just the space, mm-hmm. uh, our school could be four or five times bigger than it is right now in one day. Yeah. That's how do, long the waiting list yeah, is. All we, all we have to say is, okay, we've got space for your kids. They're in. Mm-hmm. And when we open in August for the new school year, mm-hmm. the school could be four or five times bigger than it is now. And that's because all these people coming from California, they, they're, 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 Kids are escaping the public school system there. Um, the things that are being taught crammed down their throats. Mm-hmm. Just, I think, the, the, the state um, and, and our government in, in general has finally reached a place where um, right now there are people craving righteousness. And um, it's just so we've got all of these new people and we can't fit anybody else in. <laughs> The Lord just seems to make space. It's like, okay, so that person's not going to be in, in, in town or they're not coming to church today, so that person can go. So go on and go to church because, seriously, 22 on my new list, and I didn't even get to the far right side and the people that Pastor Ken's talking about. So you guys, yeah, keep coming. The words are being faithfully taught here, but, you know, you might have to stand in the foyer. <laughs> what's next Paul you know uh, just thinking about 27 years um, you know and I didn't get to really do an extensive list and I probably wouldn't be able to do it anyway because stuff would keep being added but 
I'm going to go all the way back to cassette days. <laughs> Somebody came. The audience just said, what's a cassette? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if, they're, if they're younger than us. So what's a cassette? So somebody must came and listened to you teach and took some cassettes, and they went to Japan, and some Japanese baseball league ended up. The Japanese major leagues. Uh-huh. Pastor Ron was there. Pastor, <laughs> and they were, they were calling to say thank you. It's like, we don't even know who you are. How did you get the tapes, you know, in the first place? But God is just, he's funny. You know, about that same time, there was a church in Gambia that right. that uh, sent a letter. said, <laughs> you know, we've been listening to your teaching tapes. And what? How can you listen to my teaching <laughs> And people are getting saved yeah. in Gambia. In Gambia. Just, it's just, okay. you take a church with no money and no budget, um, and, and certainly with, it doesn't look like a church, and yet <laughs> God is using it uh, all over the world. See, this is one of the times when I wish it was TV, because I had one of our original, uh, what do you call these things, bulletins? <laughs> and it's, a, I don't even know, it's 8 by 11 or something, but it's folded in four fourths, and it says, it's just plain vanilla looking <laughs> vanilla looking paper and we got fancy writing on it though. <laughs> Believe these truths and you will be saved from your sins <laughs> from the wrath of God to come. Yeah, it was a it was a tract that somebody gave us and we just put our church information on the back on it. Yeah. Um just so that people would know. We we, we put those on car windshields uh-huh. and stuff or I did as I was out walking around yeah. and doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, Pastor Ron Arbaugh, Sunday at 10 a.m., Wednesday, 7 p.m., 330, <laughs> wait, 330 Kitty Hawk Road, apartment 414, Universal City, Texas, and the same phone number that we have at the church to this day, 210-658-8337. <laughs> I mean, if you saw this on TV, people say, it's tacky. <laughs> it's a poor church. You remember that? Remember when we when we moved from apartment four fourteen to the daycare center? Oh yeah. And we had we had this little sign, yellow sign out front. Calvary that. Chapel and our meeting time. Yeah. And and one night we had one of those storms that comes through here in the spring mm-hmm. and we went to the next day for Bible study and it was like Kennedy Chapel. <laughs> <laughs> the the letters had blown off and we Windy. couldn't find them. Yeah. <laughs> it was W N Y. I have yeah. that picture. Yeah. I, I do have that picture. It's on the prayer wall and then sunday was in snd or something like that or sny but tacky from the beginning yeah yeah tacky to the end (laughs) but but the people are wonderful yeah oh we got we got ruben (laughs) on line one from seguin ruben thank you for calling you're on the air god bless you pastor ron and and Y'all have me laughing over here, Mama Paula. You have me laughing over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, man, they're having too much fun in that, in that, wherever they are. Ru- I can't figure, I, Ruben, I can't figure Paula out. She's she's crying in the first half of the program, <laughs> and now she's laughing uncontrollably in this half of the program. <laughs> Let's see what she's going to do at the, at the latter, last uh, five minutes here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Okay. Pass out. Pass out. Oh, that's too funny. Okay, uh, Pastor Rod, I'm in, I'm in chapter two, and just uh, um, the the first couple of verses, um, Revelations chapter two, um, and he's you know, he's talking to the church of Ephesus, and then he he still begins to speak to him, and. Uh, my question is: It sounds like it's God speaking to him because He says, "I know your, I know your uh, your your deeds," and and then. Uh, but before that, I wanted to, he, he talked about seven stars in his hand, and he was walking through the seven lampstands. Uh, is there any significance in those? Do they hold? I mean, I'm pretty, everything in the Bible holds a significance. I, I know that, but I mean, I'm trying to learn. I, I want to learn as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 can you expound on that, if, if you could? Sure, Reuben, I can. Um, um, the, the church at Ephesus is the first church that, that this is actually Jesus dictating the letter. 
Um, he's saying, uh, write these things. Uh, I, I remember I told you yesterday that, that uh, the, the, the uh, uh, chapter divisions or the, the outline of this, this Bible is given to us in verse 19 of chapter 1, um, where he says, Write, therefore, what you've seen. That refers to the vision or the revelation of Jesus in, in chapter 1. What is now? And that's chapters 2 and 3, and that's the church age, uh, writing to real historical churches. Uh, and then beginning in chapter 4, that which will take place later. And then the mystery of the seven stars, and Jesus tells us this. The seven stars are the angels, and that word is messengers, and literally it is the pastors of the seven churches. Jesus holds us in his hand, and uh, his right hand is his power hand. And imagine in the first century church, these were men that were especially chosen by God to, to be the vanguard of the church age. So when he says... Um, to the angel of the church in Ephesus right, he's actually dictating a letter. And the letter begins with a commendation. Now, Ephesus, we know, was a church. It was founded by the Apostle Paul. He spent more than three years there. And uh, this was a church that had his heart and soul poured into it. Uh, Timothy would be the pastor that would take over there. And later, John, the author of Revelation, was the, the ruling elder in that church. So um, here's what he's saying. I, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you've tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them false. You have persevered and endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. That's the commendation. What he's saying to Ephesus, you're doing good in all these areas. You're testing wicked men. You're, you're, you're concerned about personal holiness. I know that you're working hard, and serving God should be hard work. Uh, and they're testing um, false teachers against um, the, the word of God. And then he turns to them and he says, but I hold this against you in verse 4. And here's what he says. And this to me is the, the, the real tragedy of the seven letters. You've left your first love. And because this is a prophecy, it's true. Ephesus was doing all this good work and they were they were hanging in there with Jesus, Reuben. But um, they weren't they weren't working as a labor of love anymore. They were just working. And he, here he's saying to them, you, you've left your first love, and he's going to tell them, go back and do the things you did at first. And um, um, what he's saying is they need to fall in love with Jesus again. And the prophetic value for all of us is that we've got to examine our hearts and our motives for the things that we do for the Lord. And one of the things, Reuben, that is, has been so wonderful about watching you grow in the Lord over these years that you've been calling the program is that uh, you've fallen in love with Jesus and you're learning that serving him is a labor of love and not just labor. Labor gets hard. Labor gets old. And uh, it, it's only when you're your labor is a labor of love that things are working out. So this is Jesus. He is the speaker in the letters to all seven of these churches. And Ephesus is the apostolic church. Uh, Ephesus, I call it the blue blood church. And now um, he's just telling them, uh, you're going to fall away. If you don't fall back in love with me, you're going to fall away. And we also know historically that's exactly what happened. Good question, Reuben. Thank you very much. Keep reading. You're going to be blessed beyond anything you can imagine. Well, Paula, now we're inside about four minutes for the program, so what do you want to do with our last few minutes? Uh, first, I'm going to address Reuben. Reuben, before this year is over, you need to get here because we need to meet you in person. Okay. That's just me being Mama Paula. <laughs> mm. So, um, 27 years, and you used to say this a lot. You'd say that the Lord has told us to lay a solid foundation, a wide foundation. And he, over the years, um, has brought the pastoral staff and the servants, like the pastor's discipleship class people. Um, we all have different gifts, but one spirit. We're, and, and we're really kind of on the same page. You used to call Calvary Chapel San Antonio um, a little stick ministry. Nobody's nobody's really paying attention or, or knowing um, who we are, what we are. We're still in this little strip mall 
of a church, a little stick ministry. Kind of flown under the radar. Mm-hmm, kind of flying under the radar, right. Uh, but now what you're saying um, is Calvary Chapel San Antonio, we need to toughen up um, because the, the people are coming who need solid teaching. They're coming from different places, and we need to be the ones. The hurting and the hung, the hurting, the hungry, the fearful, the angry. They're all evidently they're all here. Twenty two people just Sunday, <laughs> um, but we need to toughen up as we build up, so that we're able to build up those that are coming as well. Uh, people are hurting, and um, the solid the the solid foundation has been laid, and it's wide. And God has been faithful to bring um, those who come alongside us, some who have been here forever. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, but new ones. Yeah. You know, Paul, I love these people with all my heart. I know you do. You know, when you pray for them and you see what God is doing and what they're allowing God to do, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's honestly, it's the best job in the world, calling in the world. Uh, to be a part of something that is um, 100% dependent on God for everything we do. Um, and we just need to stay that way. Yeah. We just need to stay that way. I, 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 I love that I get to come here. Some people ask me, you come all three services? Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, too. <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Hey, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it more than you know. This has been the word to stand on for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.